the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. Several weeks ago, actually months ago now, as I began to study the book of Jonah, I was amazed at all the answers that came to Jonah, how God reached down into his life in some very real and meaningful ways and helped him to understand what life was all about, what his purpose was all about, and notwithstanding his own challenges, his own rebellion, God worked in meaningful ways through Jonah's life. We're going to talk for these next several weeks about what to do when, what to do when certain things happen in life. I want to talk this weekend about what to do when God calls. What do you do when God calls? Now, to understand the book of Jonah, I need to give you a little bit of information, some background knowledge of the book, so you'll appreciate it. We'll unpack more of this as the series continues over the next several weeks. But as soon as I mention Jonah, most folks identify Jonah with Jonah and the whale, of course. You tend to think of Jonah and the whale. He's swallowed by a big fish and and it seems to be an interesting story, but sometimes people relegate it to something that's sort of a figment of someone's imagination. But Jonah, as we're going to see, was a very real person. In fact, Jonah was a prophet of God. Jonah was one of a few prophets that spoke to the northern kingdom. Because all of these kingdoms, north and south, had a sequence, a succession of kings. And Jonah often prophesied to the various kings. In fact, we find that Jonah was primarily engaged in ministry when there was a man by the name of Jeroboam II who was king of Israel, the northern kingdom. And it's very important to understand what's going on in the northern kingdom during the reign of Jeroboam II and the ministry of Jonah. It was a time of great prosperity. Everybody's doing really good. Things are looking up, everybody's bank accounts are full, and life is joyous and happy. They don't feel any uh, particular problems from enemies at that point in time. But there was a cloud looming over them, and the cloud looming over this northern kingdom, even though they were very prosperous, was the threat of a nation by the name of Assyria. Let me give you a little map here that will help you to understand a bit of what the story of Jonah is all about. We have, of course, this land of Israel and Judah, Israel being to the north, Judah being to the south. And of course, as we'll see next week, Jonah, we will find him first in a place called Joppa. But to the north is this threat called Assyria, not Syria, but Assyria. And Assyria was a moving world power. And so while Israel was prospering, Assyria was gaining influence and gaining strength and was a great military threat against the northern kingdom particularly. Jonah knew this and the king of Israel knew this. They all understood that this, this, this entity, this nation called Assyria could perhaps come at any time and capture them. And they were known to be extremely ruthless. 
When they would go into a territory, they would often do so generating as much fear as possible. And so Israel was very much afraid of Assyria. Jonah is a prophet to Israel, and he understands the threat of Assyria. And so if Jonah wanted anything, he wanted Assyria to go away and Israel to succeed. And that's where the problem really happens for Jonah, as we're going to see next week. It's not my purpose today to talk about that particular dynamic, but I do want you to see what's going on right now in this particular time in history. Now, as I said a few moments ago, we all have the tendency, I say we all, some, it's probably more accurate, have the tendency to sort of relegate the story of Jonah into sort of mythology. Certainly, Jonah could, this, there couldn't have been a person that was actually swallowed by a fish and lived in the belly of a fish for three days. Certainly, that could not have really, really happened. But we see that, in fact, it did happen, and Jonah is actually a real man at a real time because Jesus himself emphasizes this to us. This is why Jonah is so important in Scripture. Jesus pulls out the name Jonah and identifies a part of his own life and ministry with Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And so when Jesus was describing his own death and crucifixion and burial, he goes to this man Jonah historical character who had an, a real experience and existed three days in the belly of a whale or the belly of a huge fish, more accurately. And Jesus said, the Son of Man is like Jonah, a real character, a real person. So Jonah is someone that's worthy of our study. I'm going to talk to us today about what do you do when? What do you do when God Calls. And we see this in Jonah chapter 1, chapter 1, verse number 1. I want to lay this out for you in a moment, but the first point that I want you to see today is this the call of God is to all of us. Jonah chapter 1, verse number 1. It says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. I don't want you to run past this one phrase. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. The word or the speech or the voice of God came to Jonah. God spoke to Jonah. Now, this is the very first verse of this amazing book in the Bible. And it describes this moment in time when God speaks from heaven to this particular man and gives him a word. Jonah hears something from heaven. He receives a word from God. Now, our purpose today will not be the content of the message. This is all I'm going to give you from Jonah today because this alone provides for us a great lesson in and of itself. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. It's an event that happened in Jonah's life that actually set the trajectory of his life. It changed everything in his life. It's very easy when we think about the word of God coming to someone to put people into special categories. God only speaks to people like the prophets in the Bible or the apostles in Scripture or certain special people who receive special callings from God. And it's true that God certainly does speak in special ways. He certainly spoke in special ways to the prophets of old. He spoke in special ways to the apostles. But God continues to speak today. God speaks in unique ways to every person. And I want you today to remove Jonah from the mix just for a moment and to think about God speaking to you. Because as surely as the word of the Lord came to Jonah, 
God wants to bring his word to you today. He wants her to be a fill in the blank for you today. Instead of the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the word of the Lord came to put your name right there. Because God has something to say to you. God has something to speak into your life. And when God's word comes to you, it makes the difference. It completely changes the trajectory of your life. It gives you a sense of purpose and meaning. It inspires your life. It gives you a sense of assignment for your life. It gives you conviction about things that you need to be convicted of. It reevaluates and reestablishes your values, your priorities. It brings encouragement. It brings comfort to you. It brings direction and guidance for your life. The word of the Lord needs to come to you just like it came to Jonah. Because the call of God is not just for special people. The call of God is for all people. The call of God is for you. Yes, God does speak in unique ways to people at times. I could recount for you the time in my life when I was called into ministry. I will not do that today. It was when I was about 19 years of age. I'd been driving home from uh, my home away from college, driving back, back to college, excuse me. And as I was driving back to college, as sure as I was sitting in my car that night, the Holy Spirit invaded my little automobile that evening and spoke to me and called me into ministry and completely changed the trajectory of my life. It changed me forever. I would not be here today had it not been for that moment on that little country road where the Holy Spirit came into my car and called me. But as surely as God called me to ministry those many years ago, God has a call for you in your life today as well. And when the word of the Lord comes to you, it changes everything. It changes everything. Now that begs a question that I'm sure you're probably asking right now. Well, if the call of God is for me, and if God wants to bring his word to me, how do I understand it? How do I know when God is speaking to me? And I'm going to lay out for you in the second part of today's message how we begin to understand God's call or God's word to our life. And that's through this process. Holy habits are the very thing that help us to hear God's call. Notice holy what? Habits are the things that allow you to hear the call of God in your life. Now, Jonah heard God because he was listening to God. Jonah would, have never, would never have heard God. In fact, the entire story of Jonah is a story of Jonah's interaction with God. And so Jonah loved God. Jonah is not a man who doesn't love God. He struggled with some things in his life, but he had a love for God. And we know that he heard God because he was listening to the voice of God. And the word of the Lord came to him. And we have to surmise from this that somewhere, somehow in Jonah's life, he had some habits that he had cultivated that allowed him to listen and hear God when he spoke. The same is true for you and me that you and I need some holy habits if we're going to hear God's voice in our lives because God has a call for you. How do you hear it? Holy habits. What is a habit? A habit is something you do purposefully and regularly that creates something that becomes automatic, more automatic in your life. The way I like to describe a habit is something that you practice 
that you regularly practice that then becomes a regular practice in your life. You regularly, intentionally practice it, and then it becomes an involuntary practice of your life because you practice it enough. If you practice piano long enough, you take lessons and practice it long enough, then you'll be able to sit down at a piano and involuntarily, without thinking about it, play the piano. Why? Because your practice, your intentional practice, has now translated into involuntary understand your muscle memory is there because you've now learned something has become a part of your life. And so God's voice, God's guidance comes to people who develop holy habits. And so if you want to know what God is saying to you, you're, you and I are going to have to make sure that we cultivate and keep holy habits in our lives. Do you want to hear what God has to say to you? Do you believe that God has something to say to you? Do you want to hear what God has to say to you? then these habits are essential to hearing the voice of God in your life. First of all, you have to practice humility. The original sin was not the sin of Adam and Eve in the garden. The original sin actually was the sin of Lucifer in heaven where he exalted himself or attempted to exalt himself to the position of God and pride was found in him. And the exact opposite of The spirit and nature of God is a prideful spirit. And so Lucifer was cast out of heaven and cut off from fellowship with God because of pride. He was cut off from the voice or the flow of God's work in and through him because of arrogance or pride in his life. And the same is true for you and me. The degree of humility in your life will will determine the degree of hearing from God in your life. Should I say that again? The degree of humility in your life will determine the ability you have to hear from God in your life. What is humility? Humility is the acknowledgement of your need and dependency upon God and not upon yourself or anything else. It is completely dependent upon God. You know him and love him and trust him and you are dependent upon him. How do we know this is vital? The scripture teaches us, God says, for this is what the high and exalted one says, he who lives forever, whose name is holy, I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite or humble and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. God says, I hang around with people who've learned to value and practice humility. Isaiah 66 verse 2 says, Has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor. Notice that. These are the ones I look on with favor. Who are these folks? Those who are what? Humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. As long as arrogance or pride remains in our life, it shuts off the flow of God's voice to our lives. James the Apostle says it this way. He gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he shows favor or the original translation, the word is grace as well. Grace or favor either way shows grace or shows favor to the humble. Do you want to hear God's word to you? Do you want to hear God's word to you? To hear his word, you have to practice humility. You have to learn the process of humility in your life. Number two, you have to practice what I'll call here quick repentance. Repentance is what is 
happens when you recognize you've gone off mark with God. You've missed the mark with Him. You've sinned against Him and you realize you need to get some things right with Him. And the longer you wait to repent when you've gone away from God, the harder your heart becomes. Happens every time. The further away from God you get in your life, the harder your heart is. And so the harder your heart is, the less you're going to hear God in your life. So that's why when you recognize that you're off track with God, the, the wisest thing you can do is get back on track as quickly as possible, to quickly repent. Here we find this illustrated to us in this verse, Hebrews 4, 7. God again set a certain day, calling it not tomorrow, but today. Not not tomorrow, today. God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted. Today, here he is again repeated. Today, that is right now, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. If you hear God convicting you of a sin, correcting you in some area of your life, don't put it off until tomorrow to address it. When should you address it? Today. Why? Because the longer you wait, the harder your heart becomes, and the harder your heart becomes, the less you'll hear his voice in your life. Do you want the word of the Lord to come to you? You have to practice humility. You must practice quick repentance. Thirdly, you must be saturated with Scripture. You need God's word in you. I know you hear me say this a lot. And that's okay. I'm going to say it and say it and say it and say it and say it. Because the, the most important thing you'll ever get in your life is God's Word. God's Word is, is you need the Word of God in you. That when somebody pokes you, Scripture comes out. Okay. The Word, not weird comes out. The Word comes out. Okay. There's a difference, by the way. That's another message for another day. Okay. But you get the Word inside of you. And when the word gets in you, it provides a a platform from which God can speak to you. I can't tell you how many times I've heard the word of the Lord in my life through a scripture that has been implanted inside of me. That's the platform upon which God speaks because he never speaks anything contrary to his word. So you need to fill up with scripture. That's why the reading of scripture is so important. You need to read it regularly, study it regularly on your own. You say, well, I read the Bible, I don't understand it. Read it anyway. I don't understand how a, a brown cow eats green grass and produces white milk. I don't understand it. I, don't, I can't figure that out, but I drink it anyway. I don't understand it, okay? I don't understand how electricity works, but I use it, okay? There's a lot of things in life I don't understand, but I benefit from it. Can I get an amen right there? There's a lot of things in life you're not going to understand, but you can still benefit from it. And I'm going to give you a little, little secret today. Don't tell anybody else. This is our secret. There are times I read the Bible and I don't understand it. But guess what? I keep reading and I keep reading. And I keep reading because I know that something's happening for me that I may not grasp or I may not understand. It's going to be the very thing that sustains my life. Psalm 119 says, in fact, the whole Psalm 119 is all about God's word. The psalmist says, I have hidden your word where? Not in my head, but in my heart. 
that I might not sin against you. Same chapter, verse 105, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. So do you want God's word to come to you? The word of the Lord came to, put your name right there. You've got to develop the holy habits. What are they? Practice humility and practice quick repentance and be saturated with scripture. And then number four, practice regular intimate prayer. No one can do your praying for you. There's a certain kind of prayer that you can only pray yourself because prayer is is a relationship thing. If you're going to have a relationship with with someone, you can't have a relationship with someone by proxy. Okay, somebody else like, oh, would you? I want to be a friend with you, but I'm going to let that person be friends for me. Okay, can't happen that way. Same with God. If you want to be a friend with God. You have to have your own fellowship with God, your own time with God, not just in his word, but in prayer. Now, if you've been around Christian circles for any length of time, you know that we always talk about scripture and prayer. Why? Because it's important. It's it's extremely significant in your spiritual journey and your ability to hear from God. You need to be a person of prayer. Jesus taught us this. Look at what Jesus said about prayer. He says, but when you pray, notice he didn't say, if you pray, he said what? When It's implied there that this will be a practice of you and I as believers in Christ. But when you pray, notice it's not someone else doing it for you. When you pray, go into your room, not somebody else doing it for you. It's your room. Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The reason Jesus teaches this, one of the reasons he teaches this is because he's dealing with the Pharisees who love to have these public prayers but had no personal relationship with God. And so Jesus said, no, it's all about intimacy. It's about getting close to me and talking to me and pouring your heart out to me. And in those moments, I'm beginning to mold and shape you so that I can bring my word to you. Do you want to hear God's voice in your life? That's the question. If you do, you must practice humility. You must be quick to repent. You must saturate yourself with scripture. You must practice intimate prayer. And then also you need to do this. We need to do this. Worship and study with God's people. You can't separate hearing from God from community. That's why what you're doing today is so important. Showing up at church today. That's the vital thing that you did today. Because you made the choice to come together with God's people and to worship together. And that makes a difference in your life. What difference does it make? Well, when we gather in worship, we're welcoming the presence of God's Spirit. He works among us, and we find encouragement from from one another. As we study together, we're able to gain understanding of God's Word and God's will corporately as a community and move together in our spiritual growth and journey. And so we worship and study with God's people. That's why we have classes here at Church of the Redeemer and provide opportunities for you to study. Why? Because you can grow up in your faith. There are things that you'll not get on a weekend that you could get through a specialized study. For example, we've had people that have heard God speak to them in very real ways through classes we've had here, like Steps to Freedom and other kind of classes. God began to work in their lives because they were subjecting themselves to an environment where God could work and speak to them. This is clear in Scripture as well. Going back to the early church, it says they, notice this phrase, they devoted themselves. 
When you devote yourself to something, it means it's a priority. It's something you do consistently. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and the breaking to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So they were a part of community life. So do you want to hear God? You've got to practice worship, corporate worship, and corporate study. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.